Welcome to Commercial Real Estate School. I'm Kyle and Sarah, a commercial real estate advisor based out of New York City. And I just want to take a second because this is our first series and give you just a quick rundown of how this show will work as it's a bit different than most of the other podcasts you may listen to. Each of my guests have recorded a series of 10 short form episodes. Each one of those episodes are actionable information, all killer, no filler, if you know what I mean, four to 10 minutes long, and they're all top commercial real estate professionals in the country. I'm talking about brokers, investors, developers, you name it. They're coming from ranging uh, backgrounds and different parts of the country. So my goal really with this show is to provide as much valuable insight information while also leaving you guys plenty of time to tend to your clients' needs and, of course, get deals done. Today, we kick it off with none other than Eddie Gonzalez, a veteran commercial broker and content creator based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Have you ever wanted to own a slice of a skyscraper, multifamily asset, or industrial warehouse? You see, billionaires have long used real estate investments to build and protect their wealth. And that's because the rules of real estate investing have traditionally favored the rich until now. Lex is a new way to invest in real estate. The truth is the best commercial real estate deals are hard to find. Unless you're an accredited investor or have some other type of access. I mean, even then you've got things like crowdfunding, REITs, and sky high investment minimums to choose from until Lex. Lex IPOs building so you can start investing today. By taking buildings public, Lex has created a new way for you to invest in marquee commercial real estate. Build a portfolio by picking the buildings you want to invest in. Each building gets a stock chart, a ticker symbol, and trades just like other stocks. You can even hold these shares in your existing brokerage account after the IPO. And as a shareholder, you can get paid dividends flowing from the rent paid by tenants, earning you tax-advantaged passive income. Unlike other platforms, you can freely trade in and out of your positions without lockups or holds. You can get started today in just minutes and start exploring Lex's live and upcoming IPOs. So head over to lex-markets.com, sign up using the code CREschool, and get a $50 bonus when you deposit at least $500. Again, that's lex-markets.com, code CREschool. Lex, real estate investing for all. All right, marketing as a commercial real estate advisor, why is that so important? Marketing is everything, absolutely everything. And as you and I know, social media is now where it's at. I remember as a little guy kind of cruising down the street and seeing all the bus benches with people's faces on it. And that was like a thing back then, right? Now, what we're doing here, podcasting, maybe going on to YouTube with it. Yeah. Live TikTok. That is how you get your name out there. That is how you get business to come to you and attract it. So in our industry before, cold calling was the way of doing business. I'd still mix some cold calling in, but literally running live videos. This is how people reach me now. This is people how the, the whole saying of no like and trust. That's where it comes from. People watch your videos. People watch your content. And that's how they get to know you as a person, which is an awesome thing because I'm a goofball. So if they don't want to work with a goofball, 
they know based on what's happening here that I might not be a fit to help them find a building, right. which I'm good with because I have got into situations where personalities don't mesh and we want to go to work and have a good time and make a right. couple bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's funny. I was looking up some, some stuff the other day about advertising and cause as you know, it perplexes me as to why our industry is so against something that's so blatantly front and center in front of everybody's mind. So I was looking up, um, you know, when did we switch from advertising in the newspaper to the radio and why? So I was actually on the train this morning when I was looking at it. And as I, the train slowed down and pulled to the platform, I just noticed everyone's waiting to line up, go to the city. Right. And they're like, everyone's head is down looking at their phone. So I'm reading this about, it says, well, they started, they switched to the radio because they realized it was more personal and they could reach more people. Okay. If that's kind of the theme, right? Like TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, we can, we can do this, reach more people, be more personal. Why? Why, Eddie, is our industry so slow to adapt to technology when it comes to marketing? So here's what I think based on some of the old timers that I will spend time with. Our industry has a lot of older people in it. They have done things a particular way for a lot of years. People don't like change. And it's always been close to the chest in our industry. If you have information, you don't share it, you keep it, you figure out a way to use it for yourself. Mm. I don't think they're comfortable sharing information. Mm. I think what we have, we're a service-based industry, is information. Mm -hmm. I could Google almost anything that I want to know and find it mm -hmm. versus the, the person that's on the top of my mind right now. When we had this interaction, I pulled up CoStar app. I said, where do you, before my client got there, where do you think this deal is going to land? And he tells me, well, this, this, and this. And I go, okay, so I'm looking at the analytics on CoStar on my phone. And I go, this deal landed at this, this deal landed at this, this deal landed at this. I see this deal landing right here. And he looks at me and he goes, how did you just get all that? <laughs> and I go, the CoStar app. And he goes, wait, you can do all of that from your phone? This guy oh, was wow. in his, he was in his 60s. And I'm like, yeah. And here's what the comps look like. Here's what the analytics are. Here's what the demographics are. And he's like, and I go, are you not using the app? Do you want me to show you how? And he goes, Eddie, my iPhone is for calling people, not for playing games. Mm. And I just looked at him and said, you don't get it. Yeah. You, you just don't get it. It's interesting because it's, a theme throughout history that those who don't adapt die. I don't mean literally they die. They're not going to keel over because they don't use an app on their phone, but their business as they know, it isn't going to no longer exist. And they're going to soon be passed by people with less experience and less knowledge because they're not utilizing technology. It seems to me that there needs to be some handholding when it comes to that. What advice would you give to somebody who's older, right? They 55, 60, they still got maybe five, 10 more years left. Where should they start marketing themselves on social media and why? 
I, personally, what I would tell a person that has a ton of experience and a ton of information that they could share is to go to LinkedIn. That's where other professionals are going to be. I think that's where they're going to be most comfortable. Whereas I'm a smart ass on TikTok and that's how I kind of deliver the information on TikTok. That fits my personality. That's the way that I like to operate. And that's everybody's personality is going to be a little bit different. Mm. So if you are that rigid commercial person that I'm thinking about in my head, LinkedIn is probably going to be the place to start. Yeah. Uh, Behind that, I would go to Facebook just because of the demographics of where it is. I mm -hmm. personally don't use any of it. Instagram and TikTok. And it's amazing. I, the gentleman's name's escaping me right now. And you and I have traded his TikToks. But he's got a ton of information, a ton of deal flow under his belt. Do you remember his I name? Know, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking oh, about. The older, the older British guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's like an investor. Yeah. yeah. And he literally tells stories about how he buys pieces of land and turn them into a lake and mm -hmm. turns it into a water yeah. sports complex. Yeah, and that was great. Like one. those stories are unbelievable. And he's crushing it on TikTok. And he's kind of dry. Like there's not a lot of personality behind him, but he has the stories. Yeah. So that's yeah. why TikTok is working for him. Storytelling, crushing. And I think also one of the things that these guys struggle with goes back to what you said earlier, which is. I have this much experience and I've gained all this knowledge by like being in the market, you know, holding on to my connections, you know, working these relationships over time, providing value. I just think they need to take that step out and realize no one's going to take this tidbit of information from you and go do it. 99.9% .9 of people are going to absorb it. And then they're going to be like, wow, that guy knows his stuff. He knows he he's the guy I should call. When I'm in Phoenix, I see this guy, Eddie, all over TikTok. He knows this place like the back of his hand. Is it something that you should feel like you have to hold on to? Or do you believe in just giving it all away? I give it all away. Literally give it all away. There are going to be, be people on both sides, landlords and tenants. They're always going to want to do their own thing. They're going to want to figure out the lease on their own. Mm -hmm. I think it's a huge mistake, but let them make it. <laughs> Or you can hire somebody like yourself or like me that does this every day, that knows where the pitfalls are and when to jump over them and know what works and what doesn't work. So why not share all that information? It could apply to what somebody on TikTok right now is watching and wants to do. And I always, so yes, the landlords have to pay us, mm. but on the tenant rep side and Mike. The contract that we make them sign says that if I don't get paid, I'm never going after somebody. I'm yeah, going right. to go after the landlord. It's like, mm -hmm. it's silly. So technically they don't have to pay, pay for the service that we provide. Right. I think it's That's a no brainer. It. it totally is a no brainer. And I think something else that knowing you and what you put out there, I think what you do an excellent job of is painting the picture. Like you're not all your content is about, here's what I know. Here's why you should work with me. It's, Hey, I know this place. It's great. You should know about it. Or, hey, did you see what's happening over here? You should know about it. Is that how you go about it? Is you're intentionally kind of circumventing the 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 conversation as opposed to just saying, hey, you know, because the old school way of advertising was, hey, how you doing? I'm Kyle and Sarah. I'm a, I'm a great commercial real estate broker. These are all the transactions I've done. These are the people that I know. You should work with me. It's obviously evolved. How, how explain your process in terms of 
coming up with content when it when it comes to being about commercial real estate, but not really. So I've got a couple different facets the way that I do it. And I feel like that way that you just explained is boring and it's not entertaining. So I very, very rarely do it. I like to storytell and I like to learn about my market. And the way that I learn about my market is by sharing it with all of the people that follow me on all the platforms. So it, I tell people it's very self-serving what I'm doing because I would be doing it putting it on a spreadsheet if I wasn't making a TikTok video out of it. So you actually helped me name what's it worth. So I do a thing on TikTok called what's it worth. It equates to three different posts. I start one day and say, this is a teaser. This building sold. What's it worth post coming up tomorrow? Next day, I'll do the what's it worth post, which is a drone video of the building and I'm going to start doing something a little bit different now that we can do the green screen stuff so easily. I'm going to now put my face instead of just doing the text over, I'm going to lay it over the drone video. So that's more to come there. So that's number two tells a little bit about the deal, how many square feet, where it's at, what's the address, um, how big is the lot? What is the tenant lineup third? And then I'm calling to action of my people how much do you think it's worth? And generally they flood in, like people want to be involved in this. And then the third day is actually telling them what it's worth and why. It just like those little informational pieces. Oh, I drive past that building every day. And not all of those deals are necessarily my deals, but they're in my area of focus. And sometimes the really big deals resonate So like a $200 million sale down the street from my house. I'm going to put that on just because I think it's a really cool talking point. And on the other end of things, kind of the middle of the road buildings don't get a ton of traction, but the super cheap buildings also get a ton of traction. So that's, that's how I do it. It's storytelling and getting everyone involved to see what buildings are worth in their community. All right, guys, that is a wrap on episode five, Marketing in the Now with Eddie Gonzalez. Please be sure to subscribe, and I would love it if you would leave us a review. And while you're at it, why not follow us over on Instagram, at CRE School. I'm Kyle and Sarah, and you have been listening to Commercial Real Estate School. See you next time.